0: Okay. We're going to continue our study of what we believe. Now, we have talked about Scripture, what we believe about Scripture. We have talked about what we believe about God and the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so now we're going to move into what we believe about mankind this morning. We're going to talk about us. And we actually find some clues on on why we are the way we are, why we are who we are in these verses this morning. So if you ever wanted to know why is it that I am this way, uh, you may just find your answer this morning. So we are going to be in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 3 this morning, and then I'm going to have also some quotes from Romans, if you want to put a thumb there or a note there let's begin by reading the article from the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, Article 3 on Mankind. Man is the special creation of God, made in his own image. He created them male and female as the crowning work of his creation. The gift of gender is thus part of the goodness of God's creation. In the beginning, man was innocent of sin and was endowed by his creator uh, man was innocent of sin and was endowed by his creator with a freedom of choice by his free choice man sinned against god and brought sin into the human race through the temptation of satan man transgressed the command of god and fell from his original innocence whereby his posterity inherit a nature and an environment inclined towards sin therefore as soon as they are capable of moral action they become transgressors and are under condemnation only the grace of God can bring man into his holy fellowship and enable man to fulfill the creative purpose of God the sacredness of human personality is evident in that God created man in his own image and in that Christ died for man Therefore, every person of every race possesses full dignity and is worthy of respect and Christian love. So let's draw out some of the main points of this article and then look at Scripture. First one is mankind is made in the image of God, male and female. Second one is mankind has free choice. The third one, mankind has a nature inclined to toward sin. And the fourth, only the grace of God brings mankind back into fellowship. So let's start with reading from Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the create and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So let's look at that. man. man mankind is made in God's image. Verse 26 gives us a little bit of a, a, a preview of the Trinity. Because notice it says, let us make man in our image. So... It shows us the Trinity, but, it, but greater than that, it shows us that the one true God, the God of the Bible, expresses himself in a relationship. We know that relationship as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, that's important because since we are made in the image of God, we are also made relational beings. We are made for relationships with other beings like ourselves. Now, some of you are going to say that you don't really like people, and there are some personality types or temperaments that are less likely to be uh, outgoing like that. But, but in most cases, when you say you don't like people, you still, you still will have family and friends and a spouse, people that you you like to hang around with. There are certainly mental illnesses that that make it impossible for people to have relationships. But realize those are illnesses. They are not representative of the whole, they are an aberration of the whole. We are made for relationships. Uh, Since the COVID pandemic and lockdowns and all of this, uh, we have been more isolated. And that has led to many mental health problems. It's led to depression. It's led to a a terrible increase in the suicide rate. We need other people. We are made for relationships because we're made in the image of God who expresses himself in relationship. Now, being made in the image of God also means that every single human being is made on purpose, with a purpose. God doesn't make mistakes, and he doesn't make anything that has no purpose. Think through creation. Even the things we don't like, the bugs, they serve a purpose. They cross-pollinate, or they, they, they eat away at, at, at dead things so that it becomes part of the ground. Everything has a purpose, and that includes you and I. It includes everyone we know. Every every single person is made on purpose with a purpose. And because they are made, every single one of us are made on purpose with a purpose, we're made in the image of God, we have an inherent value in every single life. It doesn't matter what what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what color your hair is or your eyes are. In fact, I think that the different colors and shapes and sizes of human beings just give us a greater view of God. Think of it this way. You don't still own a black and white TV. Why? Because a color TV gives you so much greater depth to the picture. God didn't just make one color either. He made all colors. And so we have greater depth to our view of God because of it. You and everyone you know, everyone you see, everyone you hear is made in the image of God. On purpose, with a purpose, and with inherent value as God's creation. Now I think this is why even our society judges certain crimes above others the worst of crimes are murder and sex crimes they're the worst of crimes that we can think of why because they are in a direct assault on the image of god and the value of human life that's why i think abortion is not a political issue it's a biblical one because that baby is born in the image of god made, created in the image of God. We know this in in our own society, even as ungodly as our society has become. And yes, it clearly says here that he made them male and female. Now I know gender is, is right now in our society a choice, but it's not. God made them male and female. It says so right here. We are are made on purpose, with a purpose, with inherent value, and part of our, uh, our image of God is being made male and female. I know that's an unpopular view, but it's a biblical view, because verse 27 says it. Now, let's let's move on and read Genesis chapter 3, just the first seven verses. Genesis 3, starting in verse 1. Now, the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden... God said, No, you must not eat it or touch it, or you will die. No, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So, that, so, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Mankind has free choice. It's shown in, these, in this, this picture here. It's, important, it's an important theological statement to understand. Adam and Eve had the choice not to eat the fruit. They had the choice not to sin, but they also chose to sin. Now, I want you to think about who Adam and Eve were. Adam and Eve were, were the first two human beings. They had a relationship with God. They walked with God in the garden in, in the cool of the evening. They walked and talked with God all the time and yet they still chose to sin and since that time sin has infected and affected our entire world. The consequences of of their choice to sin are laid out in the next few verses there. The, uh, The ground is cursed so weeds grow and thorns grow. Childbirth is now painful. The work they did tending in the garden before that they enjoyed is now toil. Everything is affected. And for the first time, death is brought into the garden. Because up to this point, nothing died. Not the people, not the plants, not the animals. Nothing and no one died. Death didn't exist. But sin brought in death. And death has since reigned supreme over all creation. Everything and everyone now dies. Yes, we we as believers in Christ, we live on for eternity, but that is after our bodies die. So let's take a look at the, the sin of Adam and Eve for a minute because I think this is where we find out why we are the way we are. The original sin was eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I think we misunderstand that because we think of this good and evil as a moral thing, morally good and morally evil. But God, why wouldn't God want us to know that? As a matter of fact, he spends most of Scripture telling us what is morally good and morally evil. So it, it, this tree didn't give him that knowledge. Good and evil is also used in the Bible in in a non-moral sense, such as what's desirable or what's profitable and what is undesirable or unprofitable. That's how I think it's being used here because (coughs) God wants us to know what's morally right and morally wrong, but what happens here is, is Adam and Eve start to decide what they think is good and what they think is evil. They begin to, uh, to think for themselves on what is right and what is wrong. It's, it's really about sovereignty. Did God create everything and is he sovereign over everything and everyone? Or do we try and exercise our own sense of sovereignty? Do we try and be in control? Do we want to decide what's good for us and what we don't want to happen to us? That's the original sin here. That's the good and evil that's being talked about from this tree. I've said many times and I firmly believe that the original sin is selfishness. All other sins come from the root of selfishness. We want what we want because we have decided it's good for us. And everything else but what we want is evil for us. We look at the world through a selfish lens. Things that happen. There was a tornado this past week in Alabama. And as tragic as that is, unless you're in Alabama... You you, you may have heard about it and didn't give it a second thought because we think selfishly first. We think of how everything affects us first. Adam and Eve ate from that tree and decided God couldn't be trusted with with their welfare. His sovereignty couldn't be trusted. They needed to decide what was right, what was wrong, what was good, and what was evil for them. And, and so suddenly they know they're naked, and they can't run around naked anymore. And so then in the following verses in chapter 3, they hide from God, which would be hilarious, except we still do it. We still try and hide our sin from God. And this is where we get into mankind has a nature-inclined nature inclined Toward sin. We haven't changed since Adam and Eve. We still want things to happen our way, in our timing, and we try, still try to hide our sin from God. We have the same human nature, or sin nature as it's often called, as Adam and Eve started right here. We are born so bent toward sin that sin is inevitable. We're inclined towards sin from the moment we're born. Think about it. We are born selfish. We don't have to teach children uh, to, to be selfish. We teach them to share. They're born selfish. We are all born selfish, and we stay that way. That's the original sin. That's the root of all sin. That's the nature that we inherited. Paul talks about this in, in Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8. He gives us a picture of this. And this these these words probably will sound familiar because it's the battle between what's morally good and what's morally evil and what we try and do and what we try and avoid. In verse 19 of chapter 7, he says, For I do, I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that that I do not want to do. You know how this feels? I admit that I do. We are driven by this selfish urge called our sin nature that makes sin inevitable. And in fact, we use our free choice and decide to sin just as Paul talks about here, just as Adam and Eve did back in in Genesis 3. But with Paul, we proclaim, wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can only be saved from our sin nature, our selfish selves, by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Only the grace of God brings us back into fellowship with God. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says since by the one man's trespass death reigned through that one man how much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ sin and death have reigned supreme since Adam and Eve And, and And they have reigned supreme through the nature that we have inherited from Adam and Eve. But the grace of God is life and righteousness through Jesus Christ. Apart from the grace of God and Jesus Christ, we are stuck in our selfish nature. Stuck in sin and in death. It is only through Jesus Christ that we are reborn into life and into righteousness reborn as children of God, reborn into fellowship with our Father God. And we are reborn into a right relationship with others, finally seeing them as inherently valuable because they're made in the image of God. They're made on purpose, with a purpose, and they are born to show, a, show us a fuller picture of God. Knowing when we see others that Jesus died to save them just as he died to save us. Next time you're shopping in Walmart or Safeway or or whatever your grocery store is, or you're eating out at a restaurant, or you're on a street and looking looking around at the people there, realize that those people are mentioned in the Bible. You've read about those people. They are the ones made in the image of God. They are the ones that have inherent value, They're made, that, that were made on purpose, with a purpose. They are the ones that Jesus came to save. This is how we become more than we are now. This is how we overcome our selfish nature in Christ, is when we begin to see everyone this way. We are born selfish and inclined towards sin. We make the choice to sin sometimes, even when we know Christ, even when we are talking with Christ daily, like Adam and Eve were talking to God daily. We still make a choice to sin. But we can be who we were meant to be. We were meant to be the image bearers of God. We were meant to live on purpose with a purpose, in fellowship with God and with mankind through our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who we were meant to be. Are you in relationship with God through Jesus Christ? Or are you now stuck in your selfish nature? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. And pray with me father we thank you for this view of mankind this view of ourselves father for only only in seeing who you are do we see who we really are and who we are meant to be I pray for those that are that are stuck in their sin nature their selfish nature I pray, Father, that they come to know Jesus came here to save them. That he came here to die in their place. That he came here to give them life and righteousness. To take away their sin and death. I also pray for the rest of us. That we would all know as we look around at other people that they are made in the image of God they have inherent value they are made on purpose with a purpose they are made to have fellowship with with God and with us made for relationships we thank you